Hello, I'm Amy. And I'm Ash. And we are Rainbow, Rainbow Kittens. Kittens. In today's podcast, we're getting emotional. Uh-oh. This is the first podcast in a new monthly series about mental health and our experiences with it. Okay, let's get to it. We're going to be going deeper into our everything about mental health in the future. But the first thing we wanted to do was be transparent about our own diagnoses, diagnoses. And journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to let Ash go first. Hello, my name is Ash and I have bipolar disorder, ADHD, anxiety, and depression. <laughs> at least that's what i tell my psychiatrist when i see them buy four Just get a... one free <laughs> oh no that's my free one <laughs> um i don't know what we're talking about just our journey this yeah. far and yeah. you know it's been really hard as of late to find a, a cocktail of medicines mm-hmm. that really keep me balanced and keep me from going over into what I call the monster, <laughs> um, which is this rage-filled, um, impulsive, crazy version of myself. Yes, I said crazy. That's I okay. Though. I know I don't like the word. Yeah. But um, in 2017, I got diagnosed with all of this. Yes. And before that, well, let's just say I was a problem for me and everyone else around me. Oh. I had over 40 different jobs from the time I was 16. Yep. And <laughs> I've been everything from a stall mucker to a technology manager. And everything else in between. Yeah. And so that's been my journey. Um, we can definitely dig a little deeper, but for now I'll pass it on to Amy. Well, do you want to talk about what bipolar disorder is and what ADHD is a little bit? Or do you want to? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So bipolar disorder is something that used to be called manic depression. Yeah. Um, it's a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings and emotional highs. The... Emotional highs are called manic or hypomanic, mm-hmm. depending on which direction, either high or low. And then depression, of course, is the lows. And I think it's really important to note that it can really look very, very different from person to person. Oh, I mean, definitely. some people, mania includes like hypersexuality, where they're running out cheating on their partner all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, it includes crazy amounts of spending they'll you know get credit cards and max them out right away um I was friend I had a friend in college who had bipolar and she would during her manic episodes she would go to the mall and just buy tons and tons and tons of stuff and but she knew what she was doing she would keep it in her car and then when she started coming back down off of mania, she would go back to the mall and return all of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's an expensive habit. It is. And especially if something, I mean, what if somebody catches you doing this, you know, you're not going to be able to buy from that place. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's tricky. And the depression can also look really different from person to person. Um, Some people are really good at hiding depression. I just happen to be one of those people that it consumes me. Yeah. And uh, it's really obvious when I'm down. Yeah. Um, I I can't suck it up, I guess, for (laughs) lack of a better word. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about sucking it up later. (laughs) (laughs) But what about... um, I think people are probably a little bit more familiar with ADHD. Yeah. Because it's a little bit more of a common diagnosis, I think. And you're, you know, considered neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those um, groups of mental health disorders. Um, it's the ADHD for me is difficulty paying attention and being a little hyperactive and then also having impulsive behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, you know, start a new hobby, um, immediately and have to have everything I need for it (laughs) to be successful. And then I'll just not do it again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at an easel right now beside the desk. Yep. Yep. That was part of this big pastel, um, thing phase phase. And I did, I did a little bit of work. Yeah. And painted or scratched. What do you call it? I don't know. Etched. You're the artist. No, I don't know. I don't know what you call it when you pastel. I was pastelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, yeah, I just stopped well, because I had another idea. And that's okay. I mean, it I leaves think it's... us with lots of extra things. <laughs> I guess that's kind of close to the money thing, isn't it? Well, I think it's a closer oh, no. to the impulsivity thing. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we're pretty good about controlling our spending and being smart yeah. about what, you know, what we're doing now. Yes. And maybe a long time ago we weren't so great at that, but yes. now I think we're a lot more mindful of it. I agree. We've grown up, we've become more mature. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it kidding. only took 40 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, so, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my journey. Um, I have depression and anxiety, and I I think I've had anxiety since I was a kid. I mean, I remember in elementary school, I would get terrible headaches. I would feel nauseated. Um, one time I was so worked up about something. I don't remember what it was, but I know that I was in the fourth grade and I was sitting at my desk which was in the front right row of the classroom oh wow and you have an incredible memory we were doing math and I had told the teacher I was sick and she said I was fine I should just sit back down and I did and then I we had hot dogs for lunch oh no and I threw up hot dogs all over my math book and my math homework oh. and she made me redo that math homework and oh. I was so upset what a... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's not even fair she, well she did have to clean up hot dogs so no she, she didn't have to do it we had to evacuate the classroom and then the janitors came in and poured this pink powder stuff over it it was so nasty oh i know i remember that stuff but you never wanted to be the kid who threw up in class and i was and i just i was so worried about everything all the time 
Yeah. In the second grade, I got a 90 instead of a 100 on my spelling test, and I thought my world was going, coming to an end. I totally understand. I used to take my Lanta yes. with me to school. Yeah. And, I mean, we just didn't know what it was at that time. I yeah. mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a big conversation. So, I don't know. So, I've had anxiety for a very long time, but I think I've gotten pretty good at covering it up except masking when, when my eye starts twitching and yeah. that's a dead giveaway <laughs> any little twitch and yeah. you know she's on the edge um and then for depression that was I, I saw the onset of that in high school I mean knowing what I know now and looking back I really do think that's when it started I wasn't diagnosed and treated until I got into college but it kind of coincided with some thyroid issues that I started having. Um, and I wound up having to have uh, half of my thyroid removed when I was in college. That's um, scary. Yeah, it was scary. But I think, I don't know if the depression started at that, you know, around the same time that the thyroid issues started. I don't know. Um, let's see. In college... I saw a therapist and then uh, they re referred me to a psychiatrist who prescribed Zoloft. Oh, okay. And I was on and off of that for a long time. Um, and then I switched after college. Um, I was working at Barnes and Noble and the anxiety really started to ramp up um, and the Zoloft wasn't helping with that. So I was switched over to Effexor. And I stayed on that for quite a long time um, until, I think, until we moved to Pennsylvania. Yeah, and then we started taking something else then, too, that didn't work. Well, and then it was like we couldn't afford, I didn't have oh, any. Oh, yeah, we were really broke. Yeah, I, we couldn't afford the medication, and um, the one that we could afford, I needed a new prescription for, and we couldn't really afford a doctor visit. It was just a whole a whole thing so yeah you'll I, learn that pennsylvania to us is a bad word yeah yeah we, we met some really wonderful people there absolutely absolutely wonderful people but the timeline was rocky it was rough craggy we made it through <laughs> we made it through even stronger on the other side That's i'd true. say yeah. um but so i was just that that's all to say i've been kind of on and off medication for depression and depression and anxiety for quite a long time um but i hadn't had anything in years and years but last year i got a promotion um we started experiencing some more difficult things at home there were a lot of emotional things hitting all at once Mm -hmm. And so we did a lot of different things. We did the Maru program, which we've talked about at length on here, uh, mindfulness, meditation, gratitude journal. If one more person tells me to write a gratitude journal, I know. oh my gosh, <laughs> I know it can be very helpful, but it can also be very frustrating to hear that because after you've tried it so many times, mm -hmm. um, using you with something that you're not capable of doing just yet yeah that's a good that's a great way to put it yeah so anyway lots of things have transpired so a couple of months ago I was like okay 
or maybe a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, yeah. both of my eyes have been twitching nonstop. I'm, something is going to have to happen. So I have gone back on Effexor, which is for uh, anxiety and depression. And the thing that kind of shocked me was how long of a wait you have to have yeah. before you can get help. Uh, there's it was almost impossible for us to find a doctor that would see us within the what how many days oh 60 90 days i had to make a doctor's appointment 90 days out and i was just thinking like i have a great support system and i think i'm kind of aware enough of what's going on to know when i need to ask for help and and stuff but if somebody didn't have that experience or that support system, I mean, they they probably wouldn't be around for those 90 days yeah, to get the help that difficult. they needed. So that's, I know that's off topic, but it's just been really in the forefront of my mind a lot lately. No, I get it. Well, another thing to be anxious about, I guess. <laughs> yes. And I, I would like to go back and add that I am medicated. Yeah. Um, I also take lots of medication to keep me where I'm at. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Lithium. That's my hero right there. <laughs> that's the one that took care of that rage for me. Yeah. And then I've recently started taking all Velity. Yeah. And Prozac. Got to keep my Prozac in there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go without that bad boy. Um, but really, I mean, my ADHD is the only thing that's untreated right now. Um, but uh, sometimes caffeine is enough to keep you under control. Mm. Um, but I mean, there have been a long line of, like you said, cocktails yeah. that you've tried and yeah. on and off and just seeing what works the best. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times with um, medications, particularly for mental health issues, uh, you they become less effective over time. So this is not all of them for sure, but some of them definitely, I think, become less effective over time. Yeah. And, you know, you have to work on changing. Your body chemistry changes. Have to work on changing dosages mm -hmm. or types of medications or what, even what they're affecting in your body. Yeah. So, um, well, that's our stories. Yeah. And we hope to get into it a little bit more each month. Yeah. Um, as we keep trying these mental health podcasts, um, they're a little tough. So that's why you're seeing this one a little later than normal. Yeah. We've honestly just had a rough time talking about this stuff sometimes. Um, and in our next segment, we're going to talk about, so we talked about, you know, we mentioned some of the things that people have said to us or, mm -hmm. Things. So we're going to talk. We've said to ourselves. Yes. So in our next segment, we're going to talk about what not to say to someone with a mental illness and alternatively what to say that could be helpful. All right. Hang on for that. Okay. This segment is about prior misconceptions about mental health. So we've experienced a lot of mental health things but didn't really talk about it or understand it until we got older 
Yeah, kind of like when I was talking about being so anxious as a kid. I mean, I didn't have a word for that. I didn't know it was anxiety. People just said, oh, you worry so much. Like, yeah. you're, you're just worried all the time. And I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was worried all the time. <laughs> I was definitely a very worried kid. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I still remember the taste of Mylanta. <laughs> oh. It was minty fresh. Ugh. Oh, I can't even. <laughs> like a minty, chalky Milky, milk. Chalky milk, yes. So gross. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, so what's one of the min- misconceptions that you had? Um. Well, I didn't. I didn't think that there were very many mental health issues at all. I thought there were just like a couple of different categories, and that was it. So imagine my surprise when I first saw the Diagnostics and Statistics Manual, the DSM, which is kind of the, I guess, the Bible for diagnosing Mm -hmm. um, mental disorders. That thing is huge. It is. And there's a ton of stuff in there. But just, you know, as an example, I didn't think that there was a difference between bipolar and schizophrenia. I remember a lot of people think it just means you have two personalities. Yeah. I thought everything, I thought all of it was just multiple personalities. Yeah. And that was it. So I can, I can understand you being very literal. Yeah. So it makes sense. But, um, I, I also thought that mental health and physical health were very removed from one another. I thought, um, you know, I, I didn't realize that they do kind of depend on each other a lot. Like, if you're not doing well mentally, your body suffers also. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take care of yourself and eat the right things and do what you've got to do to be healthy, your mental acuity slips. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a big one for me and a big one just in general is depression is just is somebody who needs to just cheer up oh god they just need to smile more and look on the bright side <sighs> and be positive <laughs> oh my god which i mean it's nothing bad about these comments yeah I, all of those do help if you can do those things but when you have severe depression you can't do those things. You're incapable of being able to just cheer up or yeah. look on the bright side. It's just your your brain won't let you. Yeah, your body what, chemistry won't let you. True, but we'll get more into that in the next section when we talk about yeah um, what not to say. Yeah. Um, but um, for for me, I got told my whole life any kid that was ADD, ADHD, that they just needed more discipline. Yes. That was like, oh, these are the kids that just don't pay attention in school. Exactly. These are the kids that don't um, do what they're told to do. Yeah, they don't care about learning. So therefore they were bad kids. They were bad kids. They were the bad kids. Yeah. And And (laughs) looking back now, I just was really lucky that... Um, I was hyper fixated on school <laughs> and and that was that was a benefit for me. I mean, like look at poor Carrie. She she is so smart and so quick, but yep. as a kid, 
she had ADD. So it was really hard for her to concentrate, but she was never diagnosed. Mm -hmm. In the 80s and early 90s, girls didn't have ADD. Yeah. Um, So, you know. She's just flitty. She's flighty. Yeah. She lives in her own world or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel so, (laughs) so bad looking back. Like, well, you didn't know, right? You know, like growing up, no one knew. Yeah, we we thought. Oh, I mean, you just need to focus more. Yeah, focus. Yep, and because I did good in school, I wasn't yeah. considered a student that was in need of support. Right, because I thought this is another great misconception. I thought that any kid that had any sort of diagnosis, like ADD or anything was supposed to be in the special class oh you know yeah because that's kind of what we were led to believe I feel like yep so many years ago um and then 10 years before I was born Mm -hmm. being gay was a mental illness yeah it was classified in the DSM as a mental illness until the 70s wow so that was a big misconception. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily when I popped out, I was okay. <laughs> but I think that still casts a shadow yeah. over the gay community, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it's just not a conversation that we had at home. Mental health. school. Yeah. yeah. Um. I guess I was kind of lucky because we did at home and at school. I mean, I, I took a psychology class in high school. And so there were some conversations surrounding that. So I was kind of lucky. You took a psychology class in high school? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I took AP psych. Huh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't remember having that option. Yeah. So... You went to a big high school. You you did. Yeah. Mine was itty bitty. Yeah. 167. Yeah. Yeah. People in yeah, your whole people. high school? No, 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 not in the whole high school. Um, In just my grade. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I think yeah. there were like 450 kids in my grade. 450, 500, somewhere around there. I would have so many more kids to pick on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get back to our misconceptions. Oh, sorry, yeah. uh, oh let's talk about the word crazy. Yes. I think that was that plays into a lot of our misconceptions. Yeah, I. It's a dirty word. It was just. It was what you called. It, the the story. Okay, like okay, my grandmother told me a story about a, the ladies who lived at the end of the road. Uh huh. Um, they were, there was two women. I'm not sure if they were spinsters or, or what, mm-hmm. but Nanny said they were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, she also said they were witches possibly mm-hmm. and would get me uh-huh. if I went near there. So we didn't go there. So they were us. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two crazy old ladies who lived together were kind of witchy. They had cats. They had cats that would be outside. Oh my gosh. 
But, you know, does that remind you of any other cautionary tales? Yeah. Um, in high school, I remember so clearly, like, somebody coming into the debate room and being like, oh, yeah, did you hear about so-and-so's friend? And I was like, no, what happened? And they said, well, the person, it was like, you know, three or four people removed. So this friend knew that friend who knew that friend. And that friend went to a party and dropped some acid. And then um, the acid messed up his whole brain. And he was in a mental asylum. And he thought he was a glass of orange juice. And nobody could touch him because he would tip over and (sighs) spill out. my god I, I mean i totally bought that i was like oh my gosh you don't want to be crazy like don't do drugs because they'll make you crazy yeah don't do you know don't yeah. stray from the path because you'll be crazy you don't want to be crazy yeah we had one of those ladies too that would drive around town and sometimes like i don't know why i thought about this but <laughs> Um, we were in a Hardee's drive-thru one time <laughs> yeah. and she got out of her car and yelled at us and it didn't make any sense uh-huh. and it was just me and my aunt and she hit the the roof of the car with her fist and the trunk or the hood of the car oh and then she gosh. got right back in her car got her Hardee's food and left wow it was the craziest but of course then I got told she was a crazy lady. Yeah. And she lived down, I don't know, Pole Bridge or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's still thrown around a lot. Like, yeah. You know? And there's no, there's, there's no humanity. Yeah. And crazy, I don't know. I think the word crazy is, uh, it's used a lot in, in context of talking about people with mental health disorders and I don't think that's very fair because it's kind of lumping everything all together as one crazy instead of saying you know well she's having problems with dementia or he's having an ADA ADHD is this where we say it's a spectrum I, I <laughs> what is it these what, days yeah, what is it? but yeah, I think those are our our prior misconceptions. Yes, and let's uh, get into what not to say to somebody with a mental illness. Yeah. Okay, we got a suggestion to talk about some of the negative things that have been said to us personally and what would have been more helpful for someone to say. Um, and this is one we've kind of already mentioned, but the biggest one for me is, well, just cheer up or be positive, be positive or think happy thoughts or, um, suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) You know, you hear a lot of these things and it always makes me think of that. There's a Miranda Lambert song called Mama's Broken Heart. And she says, you need to fix your makeup, hide your crazy and start acting like Like a lady. lady. Uh, what what does that even mean anymore? Well, yeah, I don't know, but it's just such a. I feel like that's such a southern thing to say. It is, you know, like you need to show your decorum and don't let people know what's really going on. Yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to look upset or unhappy or make anyone feel uncomfortable. 
It's so, just unrealistic. Yeah. So all of those things combined, you know, are not super helpful to say to someone who's really worried or who's really depressed. Or has a mental illness where there's a chemical imbalance. Right. But what is helpful is to say, would you like to talk? Um, Or just asking the person to do something really low-key with you. Not like, hey, we should go to a concert this weekend, because that could be super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you have a friend who is suffering from depression, helping them to get out of the house is really big. Really big thing. Um, Even if it's just like, hey, let's go to the dollar store or let's just go for a drive even. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to get out of the car. Um, And then as far as anxiety goes, I, that's a really hard one to help anybody with, but just letting the person know that you're there to support them. Maybe if you are going out, have a sign or a keyword that you can say to each other that indicates I need to go right now. Yeah. Um, that works for us. Mm-hmm. We do that. We do a lot of like, safe words. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of my big one. Yeah. Um, it's all in your head. Mm. I get that one. Mm-hmm. And it's <sighs> so <laughs> mental illnesses are technically in your head, meaning that they're caused by a complex factor of things like brain chemistry. Right. So they're by no means imaginary yeah which makes it very hurtful when someone says it's just in your head right i mean i think that it's in your head in the sense that like so is pain pain is also in your head because it happens in your brain but it's a chemical physical reaction that's happening Mm -hmm. it's it's like killing somebody with diabetes don't or you know like it Think happy thoughts and suddenly insulin will flow. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same. It's the same chemical and physical process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of folks don't understand that. Like saying, oh, it's just all in your head is really kind of writing it off. And like you're saying, saying you're imagining this, you can get over it. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's see. Um, things could be worse. Oh, I hate that one. Um, for people who've not really experienced mental illness, it's hard to understand that depression and mental illness often have no trigger. Yeah. Um, at all. Yeah. And comparing someone else's problems, you belittle their experience. Yeah, you minimize their experience. And that feeling of someone else has it worse actually causes more guilt. Yeah, because you're being told, not only are you being told that your problems aren't that significant, but you're also being told that you should be comparing yourself to other people. Yes, which is not incredibly helpful. difficult. To... Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just 
I get so frustrated. I know. But it's it's and I think in, I instead of saying, well, it could be worse or well, you know, Susie down the street has bipolar, but she also has no legs. Like, yeah, that does suck for Susie, but that doesn't mean that my experience is any less or right or, or more than hers. Yeah, your experience is still absolutely valid and it's still having a major effect on you and the people around you. So, um, you know, don't, I would say, instead of trying to compare yeah just acknowledge yes and let them know that you're either there or you have a resource yeah um you can be a good listener you can also it's also okay to say i'm sorry that i don't have the capacity to help you with this or um, but, you know to you know, listen to this but but try to have something else to provide them yeah like dial 988 yeah. If um, you're feeling that insecure about your mental status. Right. But don't, definitely don't compare them to no. other people. And don't, like, don't try to, um, not really one-up them, but kind of, it kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, people are competitive. I'm competitive. And I'm sometimes thinking, well, m my issues are... Are, are horrible compared to yours right and i'm like what's wrong with you <laughs> right and that's unfair yeah because it you first of all you don't know what's going on yeah in some in someone else's brain and body but second of all i mean maybe they have lived an amazing wonderful privileged life and this is the worst thing that they have ever experienced and it's their first time going through these emotions uh, yeah and trying to understand them and get through them yeah so don't compare yourself to others and don't compare others to others also yes <laughs> <laughs> what's our next one? Oh, everybody's down or moody or ocd sometimes it's normal oh okay everybody feels down everybody has mood swings mm -hmm. um yeah i get that one too People, when I say it's a mood disorder, I used to say it was a mood disorder, uh -huh. but I quit saying that because people just assumed I was moody. Moody. Yeah. And not physically and chemically changed by how my brain was responding that day. And I think a lot of times, probably for you specifically, people would just blame it on hormones. Yes. Oh, you're just being hormonal. It's your time of the month or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mental health does get worse around that time of the month. Yeah. And I can't control it sometimes. Yeah. But I don't think it's a valid excuse to say, to just write it off and say, well, it's your period. Get over it. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it it's, not, it's that feeling of whatever you're doing is not normal. Yeah. Um, it's not the way society wants you to behave. Right. So it's, it's more, it's more. It's just, what, the, what, what should people say instead? They should say, 
that must be really hard or I don't know what's helpful you know if you're feeling if you're feeling like super down and I come home what would be the most helpful thing for me to say I'm here yeah I'm here if you need me it just would be nice to hear that you know somebody's acknowledging that there's something going on with you yeah yeah I think that's a big part of it just acknowledge that the other person is experiencing something really difficult and you know that you probably won't ever really understand it Mm -hmm. from their perspective but you know from your perspective you want to be helpful and supportive however you can And I think sometimes that takes a lot of restraint and thought on the other person um, because, you know, like, I know when I come home and you are depressed, I can tell. And I know that I'm not going to, like, say little things that might pick a fight or, you know, say things that might hurt your feelings or Or even say, well, why didn't you get this accomplished today? Because that's not, that was not your priority that day. Your priority would have been focusing on your mental well-being. And the important thing for me to do is to communicate with you. Yeah. And I struggle with that from time to time. Yeah. Um, Just letting you know that this is where I'm at currently. Yeah. And I don't know if I have the capacity of something for something else. Yeah. I think a great example is this very podcast that we're doing right now. I mean, we sat down on Sunday and we tried to do it. We had this all planned out and we were ready to go. And Ashley was just getting more and more angry. And I was saying things. I was, I was also getting more and more angry because we were both frustrated and this is a really hard thing for both of us to talk about. And so, you know, I think finally we sort of both were like, this is causing us way too much anguish right now. It's, you know, and we're not going to do a good job if we're both going into it angry and frustrated Mm -hmm. and upset. So we both had to kind of talk each other down and, Um, just relax and because you know this podcast is just supposed to be fun for us yeah and we were taking it to another place yeah and I mean today has been a lot more serious probably than we usually are but we also think it's really important to talk about and it means a lot to us and I think I was really pushing for this one in particular because I, I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, um, you know, sometimes it's really, really, really hard to take that first step to seek help. Oh, definitely. And sometimes you think you're doing the right thing. Um, like in my case, I, I have needed help for a year now and I've tried to do some things like, what I mentioned before, the mindfulness meditation, you know, all these different things. I read a book about burnout, Mm -hmm. you know, I was trying to take a walk every day. Yeah. And, you know, those things were helping for a little bit, but they weren't helping in the big picture. 
So um, a couple of different things that helped me, but one of them was just talking about where I am and yeah. what I'm experiencing, even, you know, with coworkers and stuff. Um, one of my coworkers and I talk a lot about mental health and that's helped me be more aware of how I'm doing and reaching out to to get what I need so I think I'm hoping that this conversation can open up more conversations with other people and I'm hoping that people will have questions for us because we yeah. want to continue talking about mental health in future episodes as well and if you want to be vulnerable and put your story out there just reach out to us and we can you know give you some anonymity um and hide your name or whatever but share your story or share your experience yeah or if you want to be a guest on the podcast and share we can do that too yeah absolutely we're able to do this across the oceans because <laughs> of the internet <laughs> i don't know if oceans maybe across the lakes maybe across the lakes i don't <laughs> get my wi-fi is not that good <laughs> yeah all right so we're gonna step to the next direction Okay, I'm wore out. I need to take my meds. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we invite you to join us again next time for more fun and adventures and possibly serious conversations. Yes, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Woohoo! Yes, we're still stuck on Facebook. Yeah, we that's have. Fine. I have a lot of family on Facebook. That's the only reason I'm there. Anyways, this is another story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> okay, Amy, take over. If you like our podcast, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a comment. Uh, if you want to comment on anything that we've talked about today or if you want to be a part of our podcast, give, reach out. We really thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again soon. Bye. <laughs>